This is the Bigger Pockets Podcast, show number 470. But it's true. It's just these problems come up and then you solve them. And you're yeah. not, you know, I used to think when I first got started in real estate, I wish someone would just hold my hand and tell yeah. me exactly what to do. Mm. But there's not going to be that person. You have to be that person for yourself and just be able to, you know, know that you're not going to have all the answers and you're going to have to solve the problems along the way. Don't get caught up in all the details of solving them before they even happen. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com, your home for real estate investing online. What's going on, everyone? It's Brandon Turner, host of the Bigger Pockets podcast, here with my co-host, Mr. David Top Ten Green. What's up, man? I heard you. Uh, I heard you broke the top ten of all Keller Williams agents in like of all of them, of like hundreds of thousands of them. Is that true? Hundred and eighty thousand. And yes, wow. I just found that out. It's that's been insane. a wild last <laughs> twelve months. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Well, good job, David. In three in three tips, what's it take to be a successful real estate agent? Go. You have to understand real estate very well. Okay. You have to understand people and sales really well. Is that two or is that three? I don't know. No, that's <laughs> okay. well, re- people slash sales. People and sales. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. What's and, three and a half tips. Okay. And? The, the third one is what everybody misses is you can't make this industry work around you. You are working for the uh, client. You have to set up your life to work around uh, around them. Awesome, man. Well, this here's here's the thing. There are a lot of amateur real estate agents out there, and then there are a very few who are like professional, like they're pros, like in the kind of like the Stephen Pressfield use of the word pro. And speaking of that kind of mentality or that thought process, today's show is actually very much about turning from amateur to pro. And our guest today is Brittany Arneson. Am I saying Arneson right? You did. Good job. Okay, good. Brittany Arneson, who, yes, is in the sea shed with me right now. Uh, David's out in California, but uh, Brittany's here in Maui and we're doing this show. And so you're just silently sitting awkwardly during the introduction here. Hi, by the way. Hi, how's it going? <laughs> good. So we're going to talk a little bit about going from amateur to pro today. But before we get there, time to get to today's Quick, quick, quick tip. 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 <laughs> Good job. Today's quick tip is actually brought to you by David because there is a, uh, the reason I want David to talk about it for a second is because it's so hard to find real estate deals right now. If you're an investor, it's really hard to find real estate deals. So you have to be using a good real estate agent. David, why is that? Because it is ridiculously hard to get a deal. Uh, just frankly put, they haven't been building houses. Inflation has been continuing to occur. People care more about having a house than they ever did before because COVID showed us that you can't guarantee that things are always going to be open. So you are now not competing with the seller. A lot of people have that in their mind is it's the buyer versus the seller. No, no, no. It's the buyer versus the other 12 people that want that house as well. And you might grossly overpay and make a terrible decision based on bad information that you got from your agent or a lack of information that you never got. Or you might get a steal paying over list price and end up with a property that appraises for much more than you paid. Stakes are higher than they've ever been, which means you need counsel more than you've ever needed it. And the agent you have guiding and representing you is more important than ever before. There you go. So where do people go to find a good real estate agent, David Green? What's our quick tip? You want to go to Bigger Pockets to get paired with a real estate agent that understands investing. So it's very simple. If you just hover hover over the little bar that says network and then click on real estate agents, you can find an agent in your area 
And then not only find the agent, but look and see what their track record is. Like if you search my company, David Green Team, you can see that we've worked with probably around 200 clients or so at this point and see the properties that they bought, who they are, the reviews that they left. You could direct message them and say, hey, what what was it like? What was good? What was bad? You can get to know that agent before you just jump into bed and say, hey, we're committed. Let's do this thing. So I highly recommend using bigger pockets to find the person that's the right fit for your personality and your goals. There you go. You guys, just so you guys are aware, listening, it might sound like an advertisement and we kind of are jokingly make it sound like one, but in reality, we're just talking about something that's totally free. So like, this is not like a paid service that you have to go and pay money to get connected with an agent. We just literally want you to connect with a good agent because we know there's so many bad ones out there. Now, does it guarantee they're going to be good if they're on bigger pockets? Of course not. But you have a much likely, uh, much higher likelihood of finding one if they're on a real estate investing website and they're committed to helping people and answering questions and all that. So check it out. Again, go to Bigger Pockets, go to Network. And that is today's longest quick tip of all time. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You might think you want real estate, but that's not true. What you really want is passive income. With new investors struggling to find deals or get enough money to buy them and veteran landlords tired of the constant tenant phone calls, is there a better alternative? Actually, there is. Short notes from Connect Invest. Connect Invest is an online investing platform that allows you to easily participate in passive real estate investing, and all you need is $500 to start. Short Notes collectively funds a diversified portfolio of commercial and residential real estate projects across acquisition, construction, and development phases. You'll earn a fixed monthly income without the hassle of owning or managing real estate. Head to connectinvest.com BP to create your account. Fund your digital wallet with at least $500. Select from 6, 12, and 24-month short notes with annualized return rates up to 9%. Then sit back and let your monthly returns roll in. Join today by visiting connectinvest.com VP. Connectinvest.com VP. Deciding how to invest your capital can be extremely challenging, especially when the market is constantly changing. That's why it's never been more important to partner with a company that has a great track record. The BAM Capital executive team has successfully navigated through the Great Recession, COVID-19, and the current interest rate environment while delivering maximized returns to their partners. BAM Capital is a trusted multifamily syndicator with over $1.3 billion in transactions, delivering a historical average of over 35% IRR with an average hold period of three and a half years. And BAM Capital has consistently paid preferred return distributions for over 50 consecutive months, has not lost limited partners' capital, and has not called capital past the subscription amount. BAM Capital's disciplined investment strategy is targeting undermanaged institutional quality trophy assets throughout the U.S. heartland for accredited investors investors who are looking for generational wealth building or monthly income opportunities. Their offerings target cash flow stability, capital preservation, long-term appreciation, and accelerated tax benefits. Join BAM Capital's over 1,200 investors across 44 states and get started today at bamcapital.com. Again, that's bamcapital.com. Now, hey, one quick tip for everybody watching this on YouTube. Do me a favor. If you like this video, if you think this is a good video, leave a comment below asking Brittany any questions. You know, as we go through this today, just start ask your questions. She'll pop in there, answer them. Uh, but also be sure to hit that little plus sign and uh, that helps us reach more people. And uh, subscribe to our channel if you're not already subscribed to the Bigger Pockets Real Estate Podcast channel, which I think is just youtube.com slash biggerpockets. With that said, I think it's time to get into today's show. So 
without further ado, and you already met her because she's already here in the shed with me. Brittany, welcome to the Bigger Pockets podcast again. How you doing? Again, thanks for having me back. Yeah, being in Maui this time. Yeah, this David, time it's you live. Should be here with us. Come on. I oh, so true story. <laughs> this was supposed to happen like a month ago, right? <laughs> and David flew in to Maui just to do this recording in person between the three of us, and then I got COVID, and so <laughs> I think that's what shut that one down. I know we've rescheduled yeah. this like five times. Ryan Serhant uh, rescheduled on us, so we yeah. had like some really yeah. good shows that were lined up, and so I ended up. Yeah, we're oh. supposed to be in person, and then yeah. You were just here for nothing. <laughs> we had to hang out and not do a podcast. That was weird. Boring. Like actual friends. Weird. Yeah, that's that's Gross. actually a very good point. It was the most <laughs> awkward vacation I've ever had. <laughs> anyway. Please so you now, have COVID, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So now we're, we're here in person, at least, you know, two of us. And you were on the show, what, 320? Yeah, episode 320. All right. Episode 320, uh, which is one of our bigger shows. People seem to really like that one. Awesome. But for those who did not listen to that show... Mm-hmm. Can you give a quick, I guess, quick one-minute summary of who are you, how'd you get into real estate, what'd you do beforehand, and kind of your initial first few years in the real estate? Yeah. So you could call me Investor Girl Brit. Just get the last name right. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was like, Arneson, am I saying your name? Because I never say your last name. I don't even Everyone call you Everyone just Brittany. calls me Investor Girl Brit. Yeah, I just call you Investor Girl Brit. That's about it. Anyway. Yeah, so I got started 10 years ago, bought my first house at 18 years old for $25,000. In so, Canada. In Canada. That's yeah. right. You can't buy property in Canada. You can't invest in real estate in Canada. That's they what they say. say it all the time. I, know. I hear that all the time. <laughs> and somehow you have them. It's like magic. Somehow. Anyway. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> but we'll go through that. We'll get to that because oh, I yeah. want to bring that up. Okay, good. <laughs> but yeah, so I bird my way up to 10 doors. I'm kind of getting to the point of where I was at when I was on episode 320. But Okay. You know, mostly single family duplexes, and that's the direction I was going. But what I've been known for is doing a lot of DIY renovations. Yeah. So posting a lot of that on social media and, you know, listening back to episode 320, I hadn't done, I haven't even listened to it before because I was too scared of my <laughs> I know, I can't listen to myself either. I can't, can't do, do it. it. <laughs> David, David, do you listen to your own voice? Like, are you okay, like, listening to, like, your old podcasts and stuff you do? Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. And it's because- not fun. It's horrible. But I think if you want to be good at what you do, you have to exactly. do that. You yep. just have to go through the difficult. You never realize how many times you say like until you listen to your own <laughs> podcast. The likes just roll, man. Like when Brittany hangs out with us, it's always the A's, right? Brittany, we were in the car with Matt and it was A, A, A just rolling at you. It was triple A insurance the whole time, right? Yeah. Like nobody likes listening to their own voice, but you got to do it if you want to get better. That's yeah, true. I just accept being terrible and, and I'm okay with that because I can't hear it. I can't hear my voice. Well, so, it was so important for me yeah. to actually look back at that episode too and see where yeah. I was at and kind of reevaluate and see what my goals are and what I really got into investing yeah. in the first place. So, so at that point when you were on the show, what did you have then? What, what was your, like, what was your life like? What were you doing? Where were you living? What was that whole thing like? Just to, for those who didn't listen. So I was living in a renovation, doing everything DIY, 10 single family doors, duplexes, and whatever. I was looking to hire a bookkeeper and property manager. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I was also looking for financial partners. So yeah. now when I compare it to where I am sitting in Maui, I'm living in Maui. I have 27 doors running passively in Canada. I have a database awesome. full of investors wanting to partner with me, and I'm working on $27 million worth of commercial deals right that's, now. That's crazy. Okay, so that's what the Today's Show, we, we, we talked ahead of time. I'm like, I've seen this transformation happen over the last few years with you, yeah. is you went from like, like the way we kind of phrase it in the intro, it's kind of like DIY, do everything myself, kind of mm-hmm. an, I, I, don't, I don't say amateur in a bad way, because mm-hmm. like, I, and, like, it's more like just a different way. It's a very like hands-on way of doing it mm-hmm. to today. 
like you're posting on Instagram like every day, like you're at the beach and you're running and you're like, and you're like, Hey, I just did this call with this millionaire real estate investor to buy him a deal or help him find the deals. Or it's just like you've transformed from amateur to a pro in front of our very eyes. So that's what we want to dive into today. So, uh, I guess we'll just jump right in again. And like, why, what did you see? Like what led to that change? I know you've got a, a list, right? Yeah. So one of my main things has definitely been social media. Because if you think about it, something we talk about all the time is our network is our net worth. Yeah. So yeah, you're building this network of people. It just opens so many doors. So for me, I found off-market deals off social media. I found investing partners off social media. I found employees. All of my employees have come from social media so far. Yeah. And mentors, partners. I met you guys. Yeah, and we, Brittany and I had a race. Did we have a race before that you were on the show? Like, did people know about that on no, the podcast? I think we started talking about it. Yeah, I so think we're racing so, yeah. to a hundred thousand. Yeah, we were racing to a hundred thousand, and then we, we had, yeah, that, okay, <laughs> shut up. And then uh, we doubled down. I, I uh, you know, double or nothing. And I think we did. We raced to one fifty or two hundred. I think 200. it was two hundred, right? And, and I came you, to Maui. That's when I beat yeah. you. came to Maui. Yep. Beat you to two hundred. Yeah, I, I I pulled ahead at one point. And then, anyway, it's a long, terrible story. Nobody cares about it. The fact Everyone that cares, I, please I, the, follow me. The fact that I, I lost it twice now. But it, it's interesting because when I I was actually at a breakfast this morning with an uh, with an investor who has over a million followers on Instagram, and we were just talking about how majority of our money that we've raised, mm-hmm. the majority of our team members, they all came from our Instagram. Absolutely. Which is mind boggling that uh-huh. that's like a thing today. Why do you yeah. think that is? Well, it's because you build that trust with people, mm-hmm. and you are posting all the time. People can see what you're doing every day. Like you're yeah. showing them the truth. You're showing them the ups and downs and everything that's going on. So you're building that credibility with them. Yeah. And I think that is so important. So, and then when you're first starting out, it's hard to see. When I was first starting out, you know, it took me a year to get to a thousand followers. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because <laughs> I don't really know what to post. I don't know what to do. But I think even starting, start now, I would say, and you kind of figure it out. And it's hard to see until you start to look back. I didn't really realize it until now, looking back at where I was on episode 320. And now I could really see what social media has done for me. You know, I hated social media when I first got my license. I didn't even have social media until five or six years ago when I first became a realtor. And I sort of had to have my arm twisted to get it. (laughs) I was uncomfortable with just sharing anything personal about my life at all. But what I've realized is, like Brandon and I were having a talk the other day, that I watch YouTube probably 20 times more often than I watch TV. I'm all day long listening to interviews, listening to people teach and talk on YouTube. It's with my phone. It goes everywhere. I don't sit down and watch TV hardly at all. And I think the future is going that direction more. And the same goes for social media. That's where people's eyeballs are. That's where people are communicating. Regardless of how you personally feel about social media and how it's used or how someone uses it, you can't deny that it's becoming more and more powerful. And if you want to be successful in business in the future, you have to get comfortable with the fact that it's going to happen through social media. So, you know, my a lot of of content that I make is geared towards helping my businesses like I said, when you want to become a top producing agent or anything, you got to set your life up around that goal. So, we talk about real estate a lot. I talk about mindset a lot. I talk about the things people care about. I'm curious, Britt, if you would share some specifics of what type of stuff you're posting that generates leads for your business. Yeah, I think the more you are posting, the more you're showing people behind the scenes. Like you just have your phone and it's this proximity, right? right? So even though people aren't in person, we're not face to face. If you're in that four foot 
space, people are building those bonds and connections with you. So that's in person, but that also is happening in our brain. It's deeply seated, so we don't even realize it. But when you're you're doing an Instagram story and a behind the scenes, you yeah. know, you're talking to your camera, looking at the camera, you're building that trust and that relationship and bond with the people. And, you know, that's always great for business. And you're being authentic. You're being yeah. yourself. I, I think, you know, how we've all heard like that old marketing thing that says like, you have to like connect with a brand like seven times or eight times or whatever before you ever buy from them. Like Coca-Cola, mm. you had to hear it eight times before you bought something. Mm. I think that social media, what it accomplishes is like, it's that they get presented with the brand, you as a person over and over and over. And so then they get, they build that trust and it's like automatic. Yeah. And so that's why I think a lot of brands are, I mean, almost every brand in the world is on social media right now. Cause it just builds that trust. Like you guys ever follow somebody on social media? Cause it's a product that you're like kind of interested in, but you're not ready to buy it. So you like follow them. And then like a year later you buy it because you built like nothing changed other than you just like built that relationship to the point you're like, Oh yeah, I like that company. So I think that, I think people are the exact same way. So mm-hmm. what are the mistakes? What are some of the mistakes people make? And I'm going to fire this at you too, David. Uh, what do you guys think? What mistakes do you see real estate investors making when it comes to social media? Well, I think the biggest mistake is just not doing it. Mm, so I yeah. think just not getting on there at all. And a lot of feedback that I get from people is they're, they're nervous to post because they don't know what they're talking about yet. Yeah. That's a valid fear, right? Sure. Like you're, you're scared to put yourself out there, but people connect to that. Yeah. So they they say, I have the same fear. Wow, that's amazing. Like yeah. now I feel more comfortable to post. I talk about that all the time. I'm still not comfortable on camera talking to my Instagram <laughs> stories. <laughs> so people are pretty surprised by that because I've, I've been doing it for years, but I still, you know, don't feel completely comfortable. So I think just starting, you yeah. know, like everything, but it's true. You just have to, you know, that's turning from amateur to pro as well. You just yeah. put it on your goal list. Okay, I'm going to talk to stories every day or every every week and then you just get more comfortable and used to it what if you don't have anything to talk like what if you're not a real estate investor yet? you're listening to this podcast right now and you're like i i mean what i can't post a diy you know time lapse video of me remodeling something i've never done anything like what's a good strategy for those people to start using social media well i think just going through your story and your process with it say this is what i learned on bigger pockets this week yeah this is what i've learned doing this i'm writing this goal this is my new goal to try get my first investment property and then you start building your network and your tribe with those people who are trying to do the same thing as well yeah yeah that's really good uh to to piggyback on that too is if you're not investing yet and you want to be Mm -hmm. by following a bunch of accounts of people you want to be more like and then interacting with them on a regular basis Mm -hmm. like (laughs) <laughs> leave a comment or ask a question or on, on their story, respond to it and reply to them or send them a DM. Just the more you like build that relationship, it is, I'm not telling everyone to go spam, you know, like all of us, like we do like, you know, invest with me or be my, you know, be my mentor. But just people, especially in your market who are doing it, like build a connection with them. You know, somebody who does this really, uh, really, really well is a woman out here in Maui named Zasha. I think her yeah. things like invest with Zasha, yeah. right? She just does a really good job. She's like, yeah, she's yeah. a newer investor. I mean, she's been around for a couple of years now. Uh, and, she just like has like a really good social media presence. Yeah. And so she's like, Hey, I got a flip and this is what I'm doing today. And this is mm-hmm. what I'm doing for marketing. And this is what I'm doing. And so because of that, I've seen her connect with like everybody I know. I feel yeah, like all of us know her. All of us know her. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When I, when I said her name, exactly. you guys all knew her because like she's just good at social mm-hmm. media. Well, and adding yeah. value, right? Yeah. When I was getting started and I was talking about you guys before I, I met you before I was on the show the first time, I was just promoting your books. I was saying, here, this is what I learned from long distance real yep. 
state investing or this yeah. is what I learned from the podcast. And then eventually, you know, enough of that and then tagging you guys and stuff and then ended yeah. up on the podcast. Yeah, exactly. David, what do you think? What are mistakes that people make in uh, social media? Do you see two things and invest with Sasha is a perfect segue into the point I want to make. Thank you, Brandon, for just throwing that alley-oop up there for me. I think number one is lack of specificity. Okay. Everyone says, I want to bring value to you, but what people care about is how you're going to bring value to me. Uh, Zasha's page is very clear. I'm a realtor in Maui. I know this thing. If you want this thing, then you come to me. That's so much better than just like RE education, you know, the real RE education or whatever that I watch videos and I don't really know what I'm actually getting for. And I wouldn't, you have nothing to buy. And if you did, I don't know if I want to buy it or not. Uh, I think it's much better to make it clear. This is what I help you with. This is what I do. The other component I think is where I really need to improve is like every social media has their own language. Okay. Some is like speaking Spanish. Some is like speaking French, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. They're all different. I'm not good at making content for the specific social media thing I'm posting it on, right? Like Brandon is constantly making fun of me for posting bad pictures on Instagram. He's like, nobody watches Instagram because they want to see something ugly. Like, do you need to post better looking stuff? I have never, I have never said that to you ever, never. Uh, Right. Okay. I'm not saying you say I'm ugly. You know that my posts are not aesthetically pleasing. It's not a skill I have, but I'll just throw it up there anyways. Right. I just recently changed my uh, little intro in Instagram. Like two days ago, I finally caved and I did the cheesy little like emoji and then line of like what I do. You know what I'm talking about? Like much, David. See, there it is. Right. Everybody was telling me you need to change it to make. And I hate it. I don't want emojis on there. However, that's the language of Instagram. That's what I'm getting at is you have have to submit Brandon's looking at it I'm right looking now. At right See? now. Yeah, I'm looking at the little yellow good. man in the business suit and then realtor. I, 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 I love hope... though that your professional photo is you next to David Osborne with David Osborne cropped out. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I hope yeah, he, that's a, that's a major this. power move right there. <laughs> I was gonna say like, that is a that is a very subtle like David Osborne, what's he got? You know, he wrote some books yeah. and he's New York Times. Doesn't mean seller, that we're whatever. divorced. We have a great relationship, <laughs> but uh, I'm just letting letting David know. That I'm the real David. In this I'm case. totally sending him a text after this call to make sure he listens to this. <laughs> I already talked to him about it, actually. I, and I, you, I told you too, Brandon. I was like, it's just a good picture of me. Frankly, it's the only reason I, that I use that one. That's uh, funny. But the thing is, if you're making content for TikTok, you got to make it how TikTok people want to see it. If you're posting something on Facebook, it has to be what the Facebook audience is yeah. looking to see. And I think that's a mistake people make is they just make the content they want and they just throw it up there and they hope it sticks. But there's actually a rhythm and a pattern you can get into to being successful there. Yeah, really good. By the way, there's a really good book by a guy named Russell Brunson. Traffic Secrets is what it's called. Have you read that one? I heard about it. Yeah, really good. It's basically like the idea of how to connect with influencers that like maybe it's people you want to raise money from, raise money from, you want to build a relationship with, you want to buy from them. And it's the whole idea is like getting a list of like 100 people in your life um, on social media and you follow them, you interact with them, you connect with them and you build an online presence with them over time. And that helps you long term. So it's a cool book. If anybody's looking for a good one on, on social media strategy, uh, Traffic Secrets is pretty awesome. So okay you mentioned like you know giving value and providing that Mm. so that's kind of the first thing we're talking about from going from amateur Mm. to pro that that helps you anyway Mm. is by getting out there what else you got for us i mean i kind of want to throw a question back on you because i'm not allowed not allowed okay Okay. 
I got invited to this thing called the Maui Mastermind. Oh, yeah. And this was kind of a big deal. And I got an invitation from you, this personal video, and I just couldn't believe it. I I had this mega imposter syndrome, and I I couldn't, all the people that I looked up to and put on this big pedestal, you as well, and just, I couldn't believe that I got invited to this. So, my question for you is how did I get invited? Yeah, to that mastermind we did here. you got in, I mean, kind of goes what we talked about earlier, where the brand, like when you connect with the brand more than yeah. X amount of times, it's because I followed you on Instagram. So every day I saw your stories and your posts. And mm-hmm. so then when Tarl and I sat down to go, okay, we got to invite people to this mastermind. I was just like, well, who do I, who do I like online that I got to have fun hanging out with? Mm-hmm. And so I invited a bunch of people, uh, not David. And then yeah. you, David, <laughs> David was invited. He just turned me down yeah. twice in a row now. <laughs> too cool for you know, us. Yeah. He's too cool for school. <laughs> Yeah, it was just because like I, I I was able to see your personality online. That's how all the people got invited. I mean, mm-hmm. everyone from like Ryan Pineda to mm-hmm. AJ Osborne to you know all, all this whole group that came out. Ashley Wilson, like they came out because I saw them and I followed them on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I think every single person that came to that uh, mastermind mm-hmm. was a friend of mine on Instagram. Yeah, and so yeah, it's just the ongoing reputation. I see the stories. I watch what they're doing with their life. I see how they interact with their team members, and thought there's somebody I want to hang out with. So exactly, good question. Right. And it is such a great group that was there and everyone really did mesh together so well yeah and for me that was my next point because that was such a pivotal time for me being invited to that mastermind becoming friends with all the people that were you know i put on these pedestals and getting to know them and that allowed me to think bigger sooner so i think that's that's one of my major points because just being involved in this group and and seeing the way these people think and it's not so far away you can really start to see similarities i saw similarities in myself to people that i i would just you know have these limiting beliefs i didn't go to university i can't do what they're doing i didn't you know i don't have the connections i don't have blah 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 the list goes on but But you were a power ranger so that's (laughs) wait no sorry power line person right (laughs) is that what what was your job title power engineer (laughs) power engineer (laughs) i like power range i think we should rename all power line like engineers to power rangers (laughs) especially in canada it just feels like a canadian thing it's like i'm a power ranger absolutely (laughs) the ranger of the power (laughs) anyway so your point being is -hmm. like you got around other people who were doing big things yeah and that helped you transform from amateur to professional yeah is that am i putting words in your mouth is that where you're going absolutely no, that's okay. true. Okay. And it was just, you know, you look up to these people and I think a lot of people listening can relate, right? They yeah. see what we're doing now and they just think, you know, I can never do that. That's where I was two years ago. Yeah. So I don't know, being around those like-minded people, do whatever you got to do to get in some groups and then kind of scale your way up, take those people out. You said that find someone you admire and you're trying to become and then take them out for a super nice, yeah. you know, $500. <laughs> Steak dinner. <laughs> so you like steak that. dinner. Yeah. How, how does somebody though get in a group without just like you know being invited? They happen to be, like I, mean, I like for those who don't know, I did so I did an event. We did a mastermind. I've done it twice now out here. We're gonna do more of them hopefully. And uh, my partner with Tarl Yarber on that one, and and we had a good time. But if you're not part of the 20 people out of the quarter million who listen to the show, like how do you get into a group of people? Do you have to just hope you get invited. Well, that's why I was so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, how did I get myself? Yeah, you get good at social media, yeah. get on the podcast, and then and you, know, you do fun. build that credibility. But you have yeah. to prove yourself. You're not just going to get invited just because you yeah. have to really put in the work. Yeah. So it was however many years of me working every day, doing my DIY renovations, really trying, and people can see that effort. They can see themselves in you know yeah. an investor starting out and really trying and putting in 
in that work at the start. So 100%. Mm-hmm. I would add, Brittany, what I think you did different than most people that just kind of shoot their shot was you were just so consistent. You, I, you probably tagged me or asked me for something like six or seven times before I ever even replied to you. I bet you probably remember. And uh, it got to a point where it's like, she's just so nice and consistent that like, yes, what do you have going on? And then you offered value and you didn't ask for anything. And you just did that so many times that I just honestly felt obligated to give you whatever you wanted because you'd been so nice. And you sort of (laughs) Jedi mind tricked me into (laughs) whatever you want. And I really think that's the best model. Like Brandon, I know it's the same thing for you. If somebody just does enough nice things for you, you'll say yes out of pure guilt. As opposed to the person that just like calls you out of the blue and is like, oh my gosh, I, I, you, you finally answered and they want to give you their life story in a phone <laughs> call or right. Like just, hey, can I, can I do this thing? And that's it. You never hear from them again. Do, would you agree, Brandon? And actually, Brittany, I'd be curious if you'd share whatever it is you did so that the listeners can kind of emulate it. What'd you, yeah. What'd you do? <laughs> yeah. So I think I just try to provide value without actually expecting anything in return too. Yeah. So I think that's. That's really important. I, I think that I definitely think that you do that. And I think a lot of people make that mistake of like, I will provide value if I get value back. And so they want to make it transactional, mm-hmm. right? With any relationship, whether forget social media for a minute, just any relationship, like, Hey, will you mentor me? And I'll give you 50% of my first deal. Mm-hmm. Like, or I'll give you, I'll go find a deal for you. If you sit down and talk with me over lunch this today, yeah. it's like, instead of just like, Hey, I brought you a deal. Mm-hmm. Thanks. And then like, if, like, that's it. Like if you can provide value to people, uh, if you're just getting started, there's a lot of ways to do that. I mean, everything from, yeah, fine. I mean, the most important way is find people deals, mm. but there's other ways like there's uh, Hey, I, I want to improve your system. Hey, I want to help you underwrite deals. Mm. I want to help you do cold calling. Like I will learn a text, the text message direct, you know, what do they call it? Direct response, text messaging. Yeah, I'll exactly. learn it. I'll get really good at it. And I'll run the whole thing for you. No charge. I'm not asking anything. I'm just trying to provide value. And that's what I'm looking for. So anyone out there, there you go. Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> we're all looking for people assistant. that can do yeah. this. Kind of, and it's <laughs> yeah. hard to find people who actually do stuff. So mm. anyway, so yeah, get into a tribe of people. Yeah. You know, if you, if by putting in the work, by providing the value, yeah. anything else on that note? Yeah. I think you could also start your own group and your own tribe of people you can be the one inviting them yes so i think i think that's a great way to go about it it doesn't have to be you're invited you're the one invited yeah so it's such a good point because like people are like they want to be included in a thing Mm -hmm. like that like oh i didn't get invited to a mastermind why didn't i get asked Mm -hmm. to do this thing why didn't go make your own way like it's like do i don't know go out there there's a book called uh choose yourself by james altucher i hope i'm saying his last name right but it's really good it's all about that it's like stop waiting to be chosen oh the tv show didn't take me go make a youtube channel like oh like i didn't get part of that job okay great go be an entrepreneur like in today's economy we can choose ourselves and same thing with the friends we surround ourselves Mm -hmm. with like yeah i'm starting a real estate meetup we're gonna meet at the brewing brewery brewing Mm -hmm. what do they call them a brewery it's like saying rural it's like brewery (laughs) i can't say it you got me thinking about a lot of people that do this well shelby osborne started her pints and properties Mm, meetup Mm. bo Eckstein, our buddy from go started a pretty big meetup david parade just started what military to millionaire who knows if he even owned a house when he started it but he owns them now because he got a lot of people that are coming i i think you're right like the people that are considering starting it, but maybe don't want to think they don't have enough experience, but nobody yeah. knows or cares. They just, it's yeah. a group. I get to go there. I can be a part of it. Yep. Sign me up. Yeah. yeah. People to speak and see what happens. Yeah. Just show up. And if, if two people show up the first time, one person shows up the first time, nobody shows up the first time, do it again the next month. Learn <laughs> exactly. from it. Like do it a week later, do other meetups, connect with people, do what you got to do. Yeah. I, I love that you said like, yeah, you don't have to wait to be invited. You can invite. And it's just a, a good reminder. So yeah. love it. All right. What else you got for us? 
Well, I think still on that point of thinking bigger sooner, that is something that I really wanted. I was, I was saying it in my episode 320 that I wanted to scale into apartments and commercial real estate, but that was such a step that was so far away that it was, it's hard to even imagine how to, how to get there. But I think if that is a spot that people want to get to eventually start getting in that mindset as soon as you can. Cause I've been thinking, I read Brian Murray's book, crushing it in yeah. apartments and commercial real estate. That's where the idea first came in maybe four years ago, like a long time ago, but it was always something that I want. And then certain dots start connecting. So for me, it was Maui mastermind starting to scale and think, think bigger. And then, you know, once I did my first commercial deal, I realized it's way easier, way less scary, actually way more passive yeah. than I ever could have imagined. When I when I got went from residential to the larger commercial deals, it shocked me at how much yeah, yeah easier, easier they were. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about one of those transitions you made. You mm-hmm. bought a larger property up there in Canada mm-hmm. between when you were on the show last time and now, right? You mm-hmm. bought a larger what was that one? What was that? So it was a fourteen unit apartment how, building. Let's, let's maybe actually maybe now is a good time for the uh deal deep dive. <laughs> Real estate investing is great, but for some, the tenant phone calls and clogged toilets aren't all that attractive. So how do you invest in real estate without getting your hands dirty? Invest for truly passive income with Pine Financial Group. Pine's mortgage fund offers a targeted 8% preferred return and an attractive profit split with 70% of net profits going to the investors. You'll earn passive income by participating in lending to house flippers. And it's secure because senior lien holders, that's you, are first in line to get paid. Their rigorous underwriting process and the backing of a physical asset mitigate downside risk. Plus, by investing with Pine Financial Group, you contribute to the revitalization of communities by directing your funds from Wall Street to Main Street and supporting local economies. The investment is reserved for accredited investors. Don't miss this opportunity to back Main Street over Wall Street and start earning passive real estate income. Learn more about investing with Pine at pinefinancialgroup.com BP. pinefinancialgroup.com BP. Remember when you had to pay to get a Leeds phone number? It was like the dark ages. Until Deal Machine made skip tracing a thing of the past. Now, with your Deal Machine plan, you'll get unlimited access to phone numbers and contact information for no extra cost. That's right. Get high-quality, reliable information trusted by leading financial institutions, all fully compliant with the federal Do Not Call list. Explore over 150 data points, including age, gender, marital status, occupation, and a ton more. Trust me, this is the data you need for off-market deals. With new filters, people flags, and color-coded phone numbers, lead management just got a ton easier. Ready to step up your investing game? Sign up for a Deal Machine plan today and gain immediate access to this unlimited treasure trove of contact information and phone numbers. Just head to dealmachine.com BP. Transform your lead generation and deal-making strategies with Deal Machine. Sign up today and start exploring the unlimited possibilities at dealmachine.com BP. Listen up, business owners, because I've got some quick little math for you. Fewer costs equal more profit. The problem? You're spending more than ever on operations, materials, deliveries, software, and more. So why not reduce your costs and headaches with NetSuite by Oracle? NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Oh, also, NetSuite lives in the cloud, which means you can reduce IT costs with no hardware required. 
Cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because now you've got one unified business management suite. You can improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. It makes sense that over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. So don't let rising costs sink your business growth. And by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash biggerpockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. NetSuite.com slash BiggerPockets. I think we need you, your voice on the Deal Deep Dive uh, jingle here, okay. Brittany. Are you ready? Ready. Say one, two, three. We're going to say Deal Is Deep Dive. Is this supposed to be low? What? Oh, yeah. How low okay. can you go? <laughs> one, two, three. Deal Deep Deal deep dive. There we go. That's your low voice. <laughs> I really try. Deal deep dive. It's sad, it's sad that th- this might come across as a sexist statement. I'm going to go ahead and put it out there anyway. It's sad that women can't do the low voice, but men sad. can do the high voice. Like we just have. Can you do the high we, voice on deal deep dive? Deal deep dive. Right. So I like we have the ability to do both voices. Like I can impersonate a woman, but a woman yeah. can't on the phone, and a woman can't impersonate no, me. Not at all. It's actually a woman could impersonate me because I sound like a thirteen-year-old girl. But moving on. I don't know, Rosie. When she mimics your voice, is absolutely adorable. I think you should post something of that. I'm daddy. I'm yeah. daddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Deal deep dive. So this is the part of the show where we dive deep into one deal that we've done. Now, normally we do this at the end of the show, but it just fit right here. So I thought we'd jump in with it. So deal deep dive. We're going to ask you a bunch of questions about the property. So first one, what type of property is it? We already, I already said that, but, and where is it located? It's a 14 unit apartment building in Saskatchewan in Canada. Saskatchewan, Canada. Uh-huh. All right. For those of us that are not in Canada, what does that mean? <laughs> where is that is, is that a name of, yeah is that a name of an area right is that the, it's kind of in the middle in it's the, the middle. part most investors in canada forget about because they're stuck on vancouver toronto thinking yeah. they can't invest in real estate okay that's what i needed between vancouver and toronto yeah <laughs> it's like the kansas i was gonna say like the kansas of oklahoma yeah. of like canada so mm-hmm. all right so the flyover area okay how did you find this deal so I had a list of sellers that I came across just online or calling, I would call for rent signs just if I saw kind of an apartment, nice, I thought, yeah. you know, that one looks like it could be an, mm. a seller owner anyway. Okay. So I had this list and, you know, I was kind of doing some other stuff. I was not really super focused on apartments for a while, but I just kept collecting this list. And when COVID happened, I thought, okay, this might be a good time for to reconnect with these sellers. So at the time, this property was listed for 600000 which the numbers just didn't make any sense. It wasn't going to work for me at that time. So reconnected with the seller, offered at an 8% cap rate, which put the property at 451000 and the seller agreed. Wow. Okay. That's okay. So hold on. Hold on. We're burning through this deal deep dive. So how'd you find it? We got that. How much was it? We got that one. And negotiation. I mean, there really didn't sound like a whole lot of negotiation there. There wasn't a lot of negotiation, no. It's just kind of one of those ones I want out of it. So, you know, and I explained the process. This is how I got to this number. And these are the other examples in the area that I was looking at. And, Mm, you know, it just ended up making sense. But a thing that I really, really think investors should know is there's always you have to start thinking creatively with these commercial deals. Because there are so many different ways to think about it. And we've talked about this before, Brandon, where it's just you do what you got to do to make it work. And there's always a way. Yeah. It's not like, can it be done? But how can it be done? Exactly. Yeah. That shift is so, so important. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you got the negotiation done. David, you're up next. 
I think that's what draws people to commercial real estate investing, actually, is the fun and the creativity that there are a lot of different levers you can pull on to make it work, as opposed to the spreadsheet mindset that just says, I'm just going to plug in numbers, and if it doesn't work, I move on to the next one, and they just keep blasting through. I would highly encourage more people, if you like a, a deal, you like the area, you like the property, you believe in it, and it doesn't work, to look and see, could it work? Don't force it, okay? But sometimes there's a solution as simple as rent the rooms out or take the living room and turn it into two bedrooms and do it that way or convert the basement. And all of a sudden, that deal makes a whole lot of sense when it didn't make sense as a straight up 1% rule rental property. That's a really good... I, I started. I did this call... Um, there's a, a group called the JDC Mindset Academy. It's my coach, Jason Drees. It's his group. So I did this call like two weeks ago where I went on there and people just literally... All they did is give me an address, like an address of a property. And my job was just to analyze the deal. I didn't know anything about it, but I had, I spent like two hours straight analyzing people's deals. And what was fun about it and what I realized is how much, like how much real estate is more about mindset than it is math. Because like most of the deals, when I first looked at them, they did not work out. Mm-hmm. But what a good investor does, and that I didn't do in the in the beginning, like my, initially, I like when I got into real estate, it was just like, nope, not a good deal. Mm-hmm. I started thinking, well, what would make this a good deal? And I'd be like, well, let's look it up. And then I'd look at it on a map, and I'm like, oh, look, there's a college near here. And I asked the person who was on the call, I'm like, hey, this college was that a you know is that a big college? Oh yeah, it's huge. Tons of. I'm like, we're like a quarter mile from the college. Could we turn this into student rentals? Oh yeah, maybe. I'm like, well, what would student rent? So we go doing the numbers that way, and all of a sudden, what was not a good deal became a good deal, but it became one because of the mindset, not the math. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's they have to go together. The mindset and the math have to go together. And well, and that's exactly yeah. what I did on this property too. Okay, so walk because us through. it. It was that situation. There was a lot of people like transient workers. So okay. they'd be working for railroad and they didn't want to buy a house. They have money. They didn't want to buy a place. There's no Airbnbs really. Yeah. So in this, this city, I, that's what I did. It was okay. The numbers are terrible this way, but what can we do? Renovate and furnish it and mm. do it monthly rental. Okay. And that it almost doubled the rents. That's just awesome. Just by doing that. That's awesome. <laughs> so it was, and that's exactly it's how can I make this work? Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's ask the question then. How did you fund it before we get to the, the outcome? So this is amazing. Okay. Funded at 1. 1.45, 1.45%. 1. 1.45% interest. Just, yeah. Okay. Hold on a minute here <laughs> because I heard someone else from Canada say something very similar on the Real yeah. Estate Rockstars podcast. And he said over a five year term. So is this an adjustable rate mortgage, Brittany? 1.45% That's at crazy. A 35 year amortization. So Canada goes 35 years, which is interesting. US, we only go 30. And then that crate, why is it so low? Like, how do they do well, that? This one is insured by the government of Canada. And so this is commercial financing. So all the, and that's another huge pro to commercial real estate yeah. because there are those different financing options. And getting yeah. this loan was way easier than getting a loan for one of my $100,000 properties. So yeah. it's just, it is awesome once you start to get into the commercial side of things. Especially in Canada, I'm moving there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got a 2.9. I got like a 2.9 on mm-hmm. my last like $5 million loan for my mobile home park. Yeah. I thought that was good. Well, maybe we should highlight why the rates are different. I think that'd be important because we don't want people getting a 2.9 to be like, what the heck? How come I didn't yeah. get a 1.45, <laughs> yeah. right? Right. Even our, in America, our 30-year fixed rate loans are subsidized by the government. That's what mm-hmm. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are doing is they're insuring loans and they're putting money out 
by buying loans that have already been made back so that lenders are incentivized to give you a stupid low interest rate because then they can sell the loan the minute that it's been originated. And the government is going to basically partner with these companies to take it on their own books. That's why rates are this low. None of us would lend our money for 30 years at 2.9%. That would just be a bad business decision. And I'm sure Canada has a similar program in place. They recognize home prices are really high. It's hard to buy real estate. So let's get involved here to keep rates low so people can actually afford it. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah. And yeah, my three or my 2.9 or whatever is also, yeah, it's insured. It's a commercial loan, but insured by mm. Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Go. I think had yes. that one. Same thing. That's how we're getting the super low. If you're going without that, like mm. you're probably going to be in the four or five, six. But there's some countries right now that are at negative interest rates. They're predicting that Canada might go negative soon. Wow. And even the US might go can- ne- negative. Who knows? This is uncharted territory right here. We're in the, in the world, but anyway. Make hay while the sun shines, right? Exactly. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Okay, what, what kind of down payment did you have to do for that? So down payment, we actually got seller financed. Really? Yeah. So one hundred and twenty-five thousand. So they carried that. Carried that. What did you have to put into the thing then? Just renovation costs. That's so, awesome. Yeah, not a lot. And that's now, awesome. and now looking, it's probably doubled cap rate from yeah. purchase to now. Just doing those renovations, being able to rent it out furnished that was huge yeah. because there's a lot of people looking for that kind of property in this That's city cool. so there's just always a creative way to to do it so going back to the to the questions here we kind of covered how do you fund it what you do with it so you rented it out you said so like month to month furnished rentals is what you made it right yeah that's so cool yeah, that's smart. Um, do you have like traveling nurses there or just like the, the construction workers, that kind of thing? Well, there's a lot of just industry. So industrial, yeah. like there's CN rail and okay. the railroads going through all the time. Yeah. So there's a lot of people that, and that's why the houses are cheap in the, yeah. and yeah, you could get really good deals because not a lot of people want to buy to stay, but they will rent a nice place. I, I was actually talking with another investor this morning about that exact concept of like, because he was a new investor just getting started. This different from the breakfast conversation I had. And this guy was saying how, like, well, should I get into this or that? And he said, what is he looking at? He said, I'm thinking about group homes for fam- like for families that have a developmentally disabled young person. And I was like, I love that because I don't know anything about it. I don't know what he does that. But like, that's such a cool, unique niche that if you were good at that niche, you could probably just dominate it But because it's very, very unique, right? And your thing is like, yeah, I recognize like I could just do what everyone else does, just put it for rent. Or I could find this unique niche of like these workers need a place to stay. So again, it's mindset over math, but it includes both of them really. And you could do that with every asset class. That's just what I've been seeing and even the triple net commercial deals too. There's... Just always a way to. There's ways to spin it. I've also found that commercial seems to be more okay with things like a seller financing second mortgage and exactly. Yeah, the commercial mortgages like they're used to creativity. Mm -hmm. Where like you try to get a 30 year Fannie Mae Freddie Mac loan in the U S. like a residential one, and you're like, yeah, I'm gonna you know borrow the you know get this from this and this seller finance it. Like then it gets weird and complicated and bogged down, and nobody seems to know how to deal with that stuff. And six months later, you're still trying to get the mortgage. So again, another reason I like the commercial stuff. Exactly. All right. What about outcome wise? What do you, what do you get today? Like what's the income like or cash flow like who manages it? What's the, what's it like? Yeah. So completely managed cash flows, 53,000 a year. A year. Wow. So, I mean, that's enough to replace a lot of people's yeah. income. Yeah. While you're living in Maui. And you got that with no money down other than the rehab cost. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's that was, just yeah. that thinking creatively, which is what was so great about Brian Murray's book. Yeah. Becoming friends with him and kind of just different ways of looking at things. Cause at the end of the day, we're trying to solve problems. Yeah. We're all problem solvers yep. here. So the bigger problems you can solve, you know. Yeah, you 100%. Paid. 
I, I, that's why I love real. It's, it's so funny when real estate and like when people want to get into it. Yeah. Like, I really want to do this, but oh, this is so hard. Yeah. Or this is like really tough. I can't find any deals. I'm like, this is your job, like yeah. to be a problem and it solver. Is hard. Like, it is hard. It is hard. That's why we make a lot of money. Just yesterday, I don't remember who I was talking to, but someone was complaining about like the typical what if the toilet breaks thing. Okay. Yeah. And, yep. and I was saying, listen, for $53,000 a year, let's say that's your income at, at your job that you go work. Okay. Are you solving problems all day long at your regular job? Yes, you are. That is why you exist. You're literally there to solve a problem that a business owner doesn't want to solve. And you get paid $53,000 for that. Why would you think that you should get an income stream with zero problems Yeah. the same way? Like, Of course, there's going to be problems. They're way less than what you're doing at work. They're probably way more fun than what you're doing at work. They have a bigger upside. You get ownership in this company. And still, the thought of a toilet clogging or a, a tenant being mad is enough to stop people from getting into it. But they don't use that same logic when it comes to their W-2. I was reading a comment on a, on a video the other day, and the person just said something like, basically, yeah, my aunt had a property, and the tenant didn't pay rent for a couple months and then ended up having to be evicted. No thanks. No chance I would ever do that. Mm-hmm. And I was like... Okay, so you're going to work for 60 years at a job like you probably don't like because your aunt, your aunt had a problem like with this proper, like had a bad experience because she didn't know how to manage tenants, right? Because she never read a single book on how to manage tenants. Like (laughs) you're going to base your entire next 50 years of your life off that. Okay, good luck. Like, (laughs) great. More for us. Like more for us. All right. Last question of the deal. Deep dive. David, I've been hogging all the questions today. That's okay. You ask them really well and I just get. Well, thank you. (laughs) commentary when you do it that way. (laughs) What lessons did you learn from this deal, Brittany? So for me, the biggest lesson was definitely the bigger deals are actually more passive and more scalable because I was so stuck in this DIY trying to do these single families and duplexes, which was great. And I'm, it's taught me a lot of lessons as well. But once I closed that deal, it was a total mindset shift and game changer because it was way easier than I ever expected. And now I feel like I can scale my business to a whole nother level after doing that one. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's, let's move this thing along. I know we had seven things to talk about today, right? So we're, uh, I think we're two in, is that right? Or are we three in? Oh, we're four in. Oh, we're four in. Wow. You are moving this along. We're on five. (laughs) Let's do a quick recap where we're at so far. So from the beginning, it was the first one. Social media. Social media. Provide value. Okay. Invest in yourself. Okay. Think bigger sooner. All right. That's four. Okay. You are just cruising through this. All right. Number five. (laughs) So number five is jump in before you're ready. Mm. So that was how I felt with so many things now looking back to it. So quitting my Power Ranger and <laughs> whatever kind of job I had. <laughs> I like Power Ranger. Yeah, way Power Ranger. The pink gr- one. She's yeah. The yeah. She was the coolest. Yeah. I had a crush on her when I was like three. Yeah. It was great. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, I think jumping in before you're ready. So when yeah. I had that job, like a lot of people probably feel the same way. It's kind of extremely intimidating and, you know, there's all those fears, but I would just ask myself, what's the worst case scenario? Mm, So, you know, jumping in before ready has happened to me a lot. And worst case scenario for me, quitting that job is okay. I'm 24, whatever it was. I'm going to go have to get a new job. Like I'm going to try this real estate thing out and see what happens. It reminds me of that. The, the asymmetric bets thing. We talk about that a lot on the show lately. Um, I don't remember who, who was the first person to bring that up to us on the podcast. Remember? Yeah, it was the, uh, wow, why are we blinking right now? He's in Europe and he has a podcast. Billionaire, the billionaire one, they study billionaires. Yeah, we study billionaires. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Stig, right? Yeah. Stig? Stig, yes. Right. Stig. Yeah, so Stig. Yeah, talking about like some bets you make are, they have a very small downside and a very large upside. And so we, 
Like if I quit my job and jump into this new entrepreneurial thing or this real estate investing thing, or whatever that is, and it doesn't work out, okay, I might have to go back and get a job. I might lose six months. I might lose 10 grand. Yeah. Or I might make millions and millions of dollars down the road and become super successful and retire yeah. early and spend time with my family and mm-hmm. travel the world and be awesome. Hmm. Like it's like, it's not an, it's not a 50 50. Yeah. It's an asymmetric bet. And so when we start looking at real estate and start looking at life that way, Tim Ferriss makes this that point really well in the four hour work week. Mm-hmm. Remember he talks about that? Mm-hmm. It's like, he has like, I think called it the worst case scenario analysis or something. And he's like, he's like, okay, you go and quit your job and travel the world. What's going to happen? Worst case. Mm-hmm. Okay. You go broke. And he's like, he's like, your girlfriend breaks up with you and your dog dies. And you know, like at the end of the day, like you get a new dog, you get a new girlfriend and you go back to your home and you live on rice and beans for a few weeks and then you're back to normal or you have the best year of your life. And Absolutely. so it's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Same. And yeah. it was the same when I got on bigger pockets for the first time too. Yeah. It was, I was so scared. I didn't want to go on. I was so intimidated about my speaking and all this stuff. And then it just opened that many doors and that many more opportunities come from yeah. that. So I think just getting comfortable in, you know, that fear and yeah. that feeling and kind of knowing that you're not going to have all the answers. That's really important. And now that that's something that I've taken away from being at the mastermind and being around you guys, it's you guys don't have it all figured out. You're just figuring it out. As <laughs> don't tell our secret, Brittany. Sorry, Come on. that's the secret. Everybody. We're supposed to. We're, people are supposed to think <laughs> we got no this idea. all figured out. <laughs> but it's true. It's just these problems come up, and then you solve them. And you're yeah. not. You don't. I used to think when I first got started in real estate, I wish someone would just hold my hand and tell yeah. me exactly what to do. Mm. But there's not going to be that person. You have to be that person for yourself and just be able to, you know know that you're not going to have all the answers and you're going to have to solve the problems along the way. Don't get caught up in all the details of solving them before they even happen. That's a great point. I like that. That should be put on your Instagram. Don't get caught up. I was literally thinking like, I'm going to take that clip. We're going to put some inspirational music behind it Aww. and like put that out on Instagram all over the place. So, and he's yeah. going to quote himself as saying, everybody, <laughs> we know how that goes down. <laughs> Shut your mouth, David. Good. I never did that. Well, I do want to highlight what Brittany Please. was saying there. I just made a video the other day. It's being edited to come out about how to overcome analysis paralysis. And what it really, I think like the root problem with analysis paralysis is fear of uncertainty. There's a comfort that comes from every single thing that could happen. I know what I would do, or I've negated that being able to happen. And if you, your brain is looking for that to be the solution. And if you don't ever get there, then you don't ever act. But nothing else in life works that way. And that's why I give people permission to say it's not reckless to let go of that need for certainty. If you think about an athlete that plays a sport, you don't know what play the if you're a defensive football player in the NFL, you don't know what play the office is going to call. They literally have people yeah. that pay full-time salaries to to disguise what they're going to do. Does that mean you shouldn't play football because you can't completely predict what they're going to do? No. What makes you a good football player is your ability to adapt. Well, odds are with this lineup, it's third and one. They're probably going to run the ball. So let's put a situation together to stop the run, but let's have a backup plan in case they throw the ball. And then let's look at what happens, see what we did wrong and be better on the next one. That That is totally normal for so many situations that happen in life. Like who's ready to be a mom when they have a kid or a dad, right? <laughs> I was ready to be a mom. I was ready. It didn't happen. Well, that, I ended up, I ended up high pitched voice of yours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it sounds reckless to say, just move forward without knowing. But if you look at it within the context of everything else in life we're already doing all of these things and so it's yeah. sad when i see the people that need life to work out on a spreadsheet before they'll actually take action it's, it's okay to let go of that that really does tie into my next point which is mindset which okay. is you know what it exactly what david was just describing and having that confidence i think that's so important even if you don't 
have it figured out. Like think of that future version of yourself who does have it all figured out. Yeah. You know, I never thought I'd be speaking on stage. Yeah. I never thought I'd be speaking at all. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, speaking at all. I'm like wrapped up in my DIY renovations, just doing my own thing. And now I'm doing the podcast and all this stuff and, and just thinking about that in whatever way. So I'm getting in these big commercial real estate deals. And I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. And that's my path. That's where I'm moving forward to. And having the confidence that I might not have every single answer right now, but I guarantee I know the person who will have the answer. Yeah, that's I'm really good. Comfortable so in that. how have you improved? Like, how has your mindset changed over the last few years? Like, where, where do you see the biggest transformation in the way you think? Well, it's, it is crazy kind of thinking back. And I really started thinking after listening to episode 320, because I mean, everything is completely changed around, but yeah, the mindset, even doing the mindset Academy with Jason, that really helped me kind of just become aware of it because I didn't even really know. I never thought about mindset at all. I was, people had asked me on Instagram, you know, how do you do this? How did you get started? How do you do renovations? And, you know, I would just be committed to the end result committed to the success of whatever that so say i was trying to do a tile shower a tile shower i've never done that before i don't know what to do but the first step would be okay google it yeah <laughs> like look it up online find professionals to ask questions to and then just take it step by step yeah i think and, that that is a huge mindset that a lot of people don't have which is the mm-hmm. i'm gonna get it done no matter what mm-hmm. and i'm gonna finish it i mean i was think i think one of the like most important mindsets a person can have in life, and so many people lack this, is just a mindset of finishing, right? Like so many people can start stuff, no matter what it is. Right? I'm going to write a book. I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to invest in real estate. And they just stop. They give up. I'm going to go on a diet, right? That's a common one. Nobody, like Very few people have the mindset that says, no matter what, I will finish mm-hmm. this, whatever it is that I start. And so I think if you can develop that in one area of your life, like whether it's tiling a shower or whatever, I think that tends to translate to other areas, which is why David and I talk a lot about identity. Do you have an identity yeah. where you do what you say you're going to do? Mm-hmm. Do you finish every project you start, no matter what it is? I, you started making the bed, you're going to finish making the bed because that's who you are as somebody who finishes. Yeah. And so it's definitely something I've seen in, in your life as well. Yeah, that identity thing is so huge too. Yeah. Because whatever you tell yourself is, is what's going to be the truth and whatever you believe in yourself, you know? Yeah. And so I could tell myself every day, you're this way, that way. But Like, oh, I'm not good at talking. I'm not good at going to podcasts. Yeah. I don't, I'm not outgoing. I'm shy, whatever the things are. It doesn't matter what it is. And then yeah. you could, but you could be whoever you want to be. Yeah. So a huge mindset shift for me is talking to Steve Rosenberg, who's a mutual yeah. friend and a, a coach as well. And so he's kind of coaching me and saying, you don't have to be tied to your identity as this DIY investor doing yeah. renovations every day. Cause I really got stuck in that. And then when I took a step back thinking about what I actually want out of real estate, it's not to be tied to this job as a DIY real estate investor, which I do love. That's a passion, but it could be a side passion as well. But, you know, you could change, you could be whoever you want. So that really helped me shift perspectives and kind of get out of that because I want to have the freedom lifestyle. I want to be living in Maui. I want to be investing in commercial from the beach. Like that sounds cool. You know, that does sound cool. (laughs) Everyone's like listening right now in their car. I'm like, that does sound cool. Why am I driving in the rain to a job I don't like right now? So that's kind of, that's been huge for me, even just taking a step back to evaluate that. But yeah, really good. Mm -hmm. Well, especially that point that whatever you believe is going to be true. I mean, that's one of the most insightful things anyone has ever said, Brittany. You're just dropping bombs this entire podcast. I was thinking the other day about how very little deception is based on a pure lie. 
Okay, like when you turn on the news, you can see the same story told from two completely different perspectives. Neither of them are making things up. They're just only highlighting the side of the story that they are most interested in when it comes to like what's going on with politics. And then I started thinking how that's really how everything goes. When you sit and you talk to two people that are having relationship problems, they both tell you what the other person does terrible and how they're such a victim. And they're right. They're not usually making things up. But when you hear what they did that caused it, all of a sudden you tend to perceive it differently. And I think this is true with everything. Is Brandon Turner a bad communicator? He'd say yes. He says like too frequently. He doesn't like his voice. He sounds like a girl. He's not good, right? (laughs) But at the same time, is, (laughs) is Brandon a great communicator? Everybody says Brandon's energy has me addicted to the podcast. He says things in a way that makes me believe I can do it. He's one of the top real estate investing educators or really just top talent when it comes to communicating in the world. Brandon can say things in a way that gets through to people. So they're both true. He's a bad communicator and he's a good communicator. How we look at that will determine how we feel and then what action we take. So, I mean, I thought that was an incredibly deep statement. And how many people are listening to this saying, I can't be a real estate investor because I'm bad at math and that's stopping them from moving forward. And like, that's really the best thing to be bad at because we have spreadsheets that do all that for you. You know, <laughs> I have said this before and I'll say it again now is like, cause I just think it's such a good reminder is my biggest self-conscious like thing in my life. The thing I'm most, my entire life I've been most ashamed about myself has been the way that I talk mm. my voice. And for whatever reason, the world knows me for my voice. And so it's just like, it's one of those things. I'm just a big believer that like sometimes whether, you know, I, God, the universe, however you want to look at that, like can take your biggest weakness or your source of self-esteem, your self, source of low self-esteem and can make that your biggest strength. And I think that's just a, a fascinating reminder. Just to remember like, yeah, whatever it is that you think you're terrible at, mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter. I guess that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like, Either you can find somebody else to do it, you can improve upon it, or maybe it's just a lie Mm -hmm. that you tell yourself because of some trauma as a kid. I don't know. And it can be that combination. It's who can help you with this? Who do you know? Who could you find? Because that's helped me so much the last six months as I'm scaling this business. And what am I not good at? Who can I find to help me? But also just believing in myself that I can can do it. Because I think you said this before, too, believing, you know, you're not a leader. Yeah. And yeah. And that's I, I don't want to be a manager. I don't want to yeah, lead people. Yeah. I don't like this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for me, you know, I could believe that that's, that's not true. I'm an yeah. amazing leader and I am going to tell them exactly. And, and then going yeah. through with the clarity of how and steps, what's the next step? How do I figure out how to be a better leader? And then learning about that and then hiring someone maybe to help you hire people. But, you know, there's yeah. a million different ways you could do it. I think you bring up a good point about like just like the self-awareness. Like when I talk about my voice or when people say I'm not good at math, I'm not good at public speaking, mm-hmm. like those might be legitimate things. Like I might, I may have actually been terrible at talking at one point. And so, like you said, like have the self-awareness to realize this is what I'm not good at. And I, I know I think it was Ryan Serhant was talking to us, David, about that, right? About like talking to a friend or two, like somebody who can be brutally honest and be like, what's your problem? Like, what, what am I not good at? What do you say about, how do you describe me? I think is what he said, right? How would you describe me if you couldn't use my name? And then, like you said, you don't have to be stuck in that. Just go find out who does that, who not how, right? We yeah. talk about that all the time. All who the not time. how? Yeah. Who not how? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, how, how can you improve that one thing. Well, and that's kind of my point number seven, which is invest back in your business. Mm. So it could be investing. We've talked about it before, but invest in yourself, but then also investing in your business, which could be hiring those people 
to help you. So you're making your income. You're not spending it on cars and whatever. You know, I'm in Maui. I was living in a shed. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, how could I be? In, in Micah's shed, yeah. yeah. My finance manager. Yeah. It was a nice yes. shed, it's but nice it was, shed. It's, it's like a remodeled <laughs> unit shed. But, but it's it like, still what, shed. how can I? I want to be in Maui for yeah. this amount of time. Like, how can I? What can I do? Well, and now you have a pool wanted, and a view for a little yeah, while no, anyway. So you got a nice... Yeah. <laughs> I have some good friends here. <laughs> Shout out to all the Maui people. That yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's one of those things. It's like, okay, I could spend... I could rent a place for $5,000 a month or yeah. I could spend that on investing back into my business yeah. and trying to figure out how I can move that forward. And so just like making those decisions, I was doing van hacking. That's another one. It's yeah. like you know, living in a van outside of the rental property as I'm renovating inside and just like saving that money so I could put it back into the business and be able to grow it. So just always thinking about that. Yeah, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Reminds me of David sleeping in his car when he was a cop. Just yeah, to all the time. Go sleep in his car out there. Or Brandon sleeping in a Prius, which I, <laughs> no one still knows how physics supported <laughs> that. I just pictured you rolling down the window and sticking your legs right out of it. Like the smallest car and the biggest guy, how that worked out. It actually works out pretty well. When you lay down the seat in a Prius, you can put a mattress. Like we put like a oh, foam yeah. mattress back there, like a full size queen, like one of those like Costco, like memory foam mattresses. Oh. And my, where my head would touch the back of the front seat. My feet would touch the tail of the car, and so we did some car camping in a Prius. So it's oh, a thing. So All right, so let's let's recap the seven real quick from the top. So yeah. what do you got? So we have social media, provide value, invest in yourself, think bigger sooner, jump in before you're ready, invest back in your business, and mindset. Was that eight or seven? I apparently I, I lost track. I can't count. <laughs> we don't do math around here. <laughs> we don't do math. We hire people we to hire do math. We hire people to do math. Yes. Who not how? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. That's really good. All right. So, where are you headed now in the future? Like, where do you see the next few years? And by the way, when you say amateur to pro, what's funny is like five years from now, you're gonna look back and be like, no, I was an amateur now. Like, <laughs> exactly. I yeah. Every every year, I'm that's like, so yeah, funny. last year I was an amateur. Today I'm a pro, and I think yeah. that's just how life is, right? And that's okay. So where's the next iteration? Where's the next pro Brittany going to be? Well, something I realized at our last mastermind was I'm definitely a collaborator Mm -hmm. person. So I love to be involved with a team and I have amazing friends in the commercial real estate industry. People we all are friends with AJ Osborne, Ashley Wilson, Jay Scott, Matt Onofrio. And I've been working with them to help investors get on these commercial real estate deals. So I love the collaboration of that. And I love having a role in, in these people's cause they're amazing at what they do. So I don't have to have all the answers, everything all figured out. I can be the person to kind of help out with raising capital. Yeah. Yeah. What's cool is you kind of, you, I've noticed you've used your brand Mm -hmm. and like the fact that people know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. And then you, you put that into like raising, raising capital or helping your friends, being, being kind of an investor relations person mm-hmm. with these other people. Yeah. And that has enabled you to like, for them to do a lot better now because they're working with you. And again, you just knew like, that's your Dr. Oz cut, right? That's your surgeon cut. The thing that only you can do <laughs> uh, for those who don't know the analogy, I like Dr. Oz had like one cut he could do. So he'd walk in, do the cut and walk out of the surgery room. And it was like a five minute task. It's like, that's that one thing that only you should be doing is like mm-hmm. being your brand and everything else kind of gets outsourced or David's kind of catch fish, clean fish analogy. But yeah, mm-hmm. super cool. <laughs> so you want to continue kind of being the investor relations side yeah. of partnering with other people. Cool. And uh, 
You're going to go raise some money for Open Door Capital too, right? Come on. Of course. Let's okay, do good. it. All right. <laughs> but I did recap that, those seven points as well in a free course on my website. Ooh, so, fancy. Yeah. So I'm building out a lot of stuff. I'm doing a commercial real estate course and kind of a DIY. So I have kind of the people who are interested in commercial stuff and the DIY stuff as well. So and that's all stuff I'm building The website out. is... Website is Power Ranger. No, yes, yes. Brittany, <laughs> Brittany, B R I T T A N Y, my last name, Arneson, A R N A S O N dot com. Let's move on to the last segment of our show. It's called our Famous Four. All right, the Famous Four. This is the part of the show where we ask the same four questions to every guest every week. I know we've thrown them at you before since you've been on the show back on episode 320. Maybe they've changed. So let's find out. It's question number one Favorite or current favorite i like to say all-time favorite current favorite real estate related book crushing it in apartments and commercial real estate i should say the whole title by brian murray perfect one of our great friends and brian murray is is uh the co-author of the new multifamily millionaire book that comes out this summer sometimes so so. excited for that yeah that's going to replace that book because absolutely mm. i mean brian's awesome but brian's second book that we wrote together mm, it is even more awesome all right brit your favorite business book so recent favorite definitely who not how Mm, we've yeah. talked, we've mentioned it already, but that was a game changer for me. Ben Hardy, da- Dan Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm just, get it away from me. Yeah. Hire all the who's. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Hire the who's. Hire all we the should get a shirt. <laughs> you should get a shirt that says hire the who's. Yeah. Exactly. And that should be sold on your hire website. I love it. But BrittanyArneson.com website, uh, not Investor Girl yeah, Brit website because yeah. somebody stole that. I know. Too mm, bad. Jerks. <laughs> all right. Hire the who's. What are some of your hobbies? So hobbies nowadays, trying to be Brandon, turn on Instagram, <laughs> follow me at Investor Girl Brit. Yeah. Um, which by the way, let's just, let's just be, let's be honest here. Oh, no. For a long time, you were ahead. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, at some point in the past couple of weeks, a, a miracle happened <laughs> and I, uh, yeah, I pulled ahead of that. So good job. Thank you. Oh, we're going to pull ahead right after this. <laughs> yeah, you might. Yeah, you might get ahead of me after this. Why did I bring you back on the podcast? This is going to ruin my chance to be winning. Bad strategy. This is terrible. This is a terrible strategy. All right. On where we're now racing to, I don't know what we're at, 500,000 we got to race to? Yeah. Is it? Because we have to, yeah, it's got to be more we'll than 100 it. now. And have stakes. I okay. don't know. There I think we should something. race on TikTok. Yeah. I'd oh, win there. Yeah. Okay. I'm doing pretty good. I got like 3,000 now. Uh-oh. I'm behind. <laughs> it's terrible. You would, why would you do that? You're going to race her on TikTok, Brandon. <laughs> this is like, you know ben Askren saying, yeah, maybe I should go get in a boxing match. That's a great idea. I don't get the analogy. I'm going to assume that it means that I'm so good at TikTok, it would just put her to shame. Mm-hmm. I think that's what you were getting at, right? I'm so good at dancing. Ben Askren is an MMA fighter that was an amazing wrestler and didn't punch very well. And he took a fight with a YouTuber oh. in a boxing match where he had zero skill. And it oh, was is that the Logan? Idea. Is that Logan Paul yeah, or whatever? That's oh, exa- yeah. So we've now made that like a thing in my team where we say, don't get Ben Askren when you step into <laughs> territory that you're not good at and you're at a massive disadvantage like just with pure ego brit on tiktok would absolutely destroy Destroy. (laughs) take her out on facebook you have a chance there (laughs) i'll go on linkedin yeah yeah myspace yep oh linkedin (laughs) all right all right last you have you asked your last question i have not what do you think separates successful real estate investors from those who give up fail or never get started well, I think it all comes back to mindset. So, I mean, that's my number one thing now is just figuring out where you're at. So taking the steps in order to get in the right mindset to either get started or to scale up. 
You know, that comes up a lot. Mindset seems really important. Someone should start a podcast for real estate investors that focuses on mindset. Mm, maybe like a Sunday episode of a real estate show that should be on mindset. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. How to take all the information that yeah. you learned on earlier in the week and actually apply it. We could yeah, interview people you. like Ed Milet and yes. uh, Darren Hardy. <laughs> or uh, well, I mean, Ben Hardy. Not Darren, uh, Darren Hardy, actually, I'd love to interview. Ben Hardy and Dan he Sullivan. Good mindset. Yeah, we, we, have, we have to do that. That'd be a great <laughs> idea. Anyway, all right. Brittany. Actually, David, did you ask her where you can find out more about her? About her? If not, I haven't man. yet. All right, why don't you ask her where you can find out more about Brittany? <laughs> <laughs> Brittany, can you answer the question that Brandon just asked? <laughs> so we already I went through this. I All guess. right, where, where can people find you? Okay, and your What's Instagram it? is uh, Investor Girl Brittany. Very, very good. <laughs> don't go there. It's terrible. All right, your Instagram is Investor Girl Brit. If you follow Brittany, just make sure you follow me as well, so I stay equally ahead. <laughs> That's, you're not allowed to follow don't just her. Please, I think last time everyone unsubscribed from me too. I think I lost people last time you were on this podcast. Anyway. I think she probably asked them to. Probably, yeah. Yeah. I did at one point. Yeah, she's got an automated thing. Anytime anybody follows her, it sends an automatic message to them in the DM system. It says, "Please unfollow Brandon." Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah, right. shady. That's what that is. Shady. What you got to do? Yeah. All right. <laughs> With that said, let's get out of here. David Green, you want to close up shop? Yes, sir. This is David Green for Brittany, creative thinker Arneson, and Brandon Blue Ranger Turner signing off. You're listening to Bigger Pockets Radio, simplifying real estate for investors large and small. If you're here looking to learn about real estate investing without all the hype, you're in the right place. Be sure to join the millions of others who have benefited from BiggerPockets.com. Your home for real estate investing online. The market is changing and finding your way can be tricky. Rates shift, headlines whirl, but your goal hasn't changed. You want financial freedom and the best investors know it's not about timing the market. It's about time in the market. If you're ready to get into the real estate investing game or take your game to the next level, finding an investor-friendly agent is your next step. With BiggerPockets Agent Finder, you can find the right agent in minutes. Just head to biggerpockets.com slash deals and enter a few details about what and where you want to buy and bam, instantly match with an investor-friendly agent who fits the bill. These local market experts can help you navigate the neighborhoods, analyze the numbers, and take action with confidence once and for all. This free resource is only available at biggerpockets.com slash deals. Get an agent, get the deal, and get closer to financial freedom at biggerpockets.com slash deals. That's biggerpockets.com slash deals to find your investor-friendly agent today. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all hosts and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. BiggerPockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.